Boom. We're live, folks. Fuck it. We're doing live. We're doing live. <laughs> the we are here with NBC. All right. Well, if anyone's been watching these episodes, you know now and into the foreseeable future, all episodes will be brought to you by Cactus Jack, the movie we made. And tonight we are joined by none other than Cactus Motherfucking Jack himself, our Michael Gall, our lead actor. Yay. <laughs> Whose favorite film is? Inherit the Jack, Wind. Of course. Sorry. Sorry. Inherit <laughs> the Wind. Your thunder there. 1960. Inherit the Wind. Fucking Directed amazing. Stanley Kramer. And this is what we want as well. When we start recruiting you motherfuckers to come on this show, don't all be picking Spielberg movies from the 80s. I mean, it's cool. We get it. Your childhood. It should be their favorite film. Whatever their favorite film is, it is what it is. I know. I just, we know geeks. <laughs> yeah you do <laughs> inherit the wind man fucking great pick um oh by the way cactus jack trailer will be running at the end of this so stick around after this episode times out at the 60 minute mark you can watch the trailer go to cactusjackfilm.com you can pre-order um tickets to the virtual premiere event or get a copy of the movie on pre-order for five bucks now it's going to be seven bucks when it comes out so snag that shit early bird special inherit the wind man why out of all the fucking movies that have ever been made, is this your all-time favorite movie? When I was when I was uh, a senior in high school, I uh, the trajectory the the plan was that I was going to be a Lutheran minister or a teacher in us in like a Lutheran school, and I went to a I went to a private Lutheran high school and private Lutheran elementary school as well and i i saw inherit the wind was on tv late at night one night and this is I back when there was like three channels and shit right? yeah yeah and i had never heard of it and i just started watching it. i've always loved black and white movies like i i love old carrie grant and and, totally. and Catherine hepburn shit and stuff like that and how old were you at this time did you say how old um 16 okay at this point and um i watched this movie and it just it was like nothing i'd ever seen before it was it's the acting in it like spencer tracy is what made in that movie is what um, made want to be an actor he is badass he, yeah he 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 was he's he's phenomenal in it and gene kelly Frederick dude gene March. kelly's dancing prancing ass is amazing in this shit oh yeah oh gene kelly is such an underrated uh, dramatic actor dude and i first saw this film probably in like fifth grade or some shit some science teacher made us watch it or something and i don't remember hardly anything about it i just remember it was about the scopes trial yeah but it's dude good. this shit blew my mind it's yeah. so fucking good the monologues i mean chris <sighs> and i both love courtroom dramas Yes. Two good men, fucking the verdict, all that kind of shit. It's my favorite courtroom drama. It's I think it's the best courtroom drama. It's 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 hard to beat, dude. It's up there for sure. Yeah, and and after after it was after I watched it, I did a little I I went to the library because you couldn't go on the internet because it didn't exist because it was nineteen eighty two. Um I went to the library and I and I read up a little bit about about what the movie was based on the scopes monkey trial in 1925 in Dayton, Tennessee. Right. And William Jennings, Brian and fucking yeah, Clarence, Clarence Darrow, HL Mencken covering yes. it. Like, yes. Fucking iconic. just crazy, which is yeah. crazy. I wish they could have just used their real names and shit. I know there's been several yeah, going in. I, that, I, I wonder if any of the remakes did. Was, yeah. Yeah. I was wondering that too, if they had remade it or and what, you know, you well, think of the remake. It's based off a play. Yeah, it's right. based off a, off a play that was the play was a, was a took liberties factually mm. uh, that that didn't necessarily line up completely mm-hmm. with reality. And the movie when when Stanley Kramer wanted to make the movie, it was the third movie in what he considered to be his trilogy oh, shit. of troubling movies that were saying something. The first one was the Defiant Ones, nice with Tony Curtis and Cindy Poitier, um, having and that one dealt Definitely with racism. Definitely saying something, right? Yeah, that one dealt with racism, and then on the beach with Tony, uh, with uh, Anthony Perkins, 
Did not see that film. And that one had to do with nuclear war. It's a it's oh, a post apocalyptic dystopian after World War Three. Oh shit! Movie. Anthony Perkins, fucking, okay, it's fucking unreal. <laughs> Dude, I gotta and say, Inherit the Wind was his third in that right. trilogy, and what he was huh. dealing with was McCarthyism. Yes, I was reading yeah, up on that as well. Tones of that, yes. So, so what he did was he took he took the Scopes trial and the facts of it, and he, one of the writers uh, that adapted it to the screenplay was someone who had been blacklisted and had to work mm. under a false name. I love it. And so they turned this into basically an allegory for McCarthyism, and they over-dramatized things. They changed things around. Like in the real Scopes trial, he wasn't arrested. He volunteered. Right. Yeah, do, it was just it was an experiment. The, yeah. yeah the, did, do you know in the real one if it was more about the science, like getting into like natural selection, et cetera, to, try, like to actually contest the theory itself? Whereas in this, they actually – purposefully said it was not about the actual theory or the science it, it was about your his right to teach it or not and to you know in in the defense's um argument to to think for themselves and speak what they think you know that, right and that that's that's stuff. what the original thing was all about like some some yeah. businessmen in the town of dayton tennessee had heard about this i mean and it was a law it was in, Butler's in Law. And yeah. I read about this. This Butler dude was nothing but like uh, he ran some society, some religious society or something. He single-handedly basically petitioned the state government to make it illegal to teach right. anything other than creationism yeah. in fucking schools. And they so, named it the Butler Act. Yep. And, and the real John Scopes that Bertram Cates in the movie is based on, yes. played by the first Darren on Bewitched. Darren from Bewitched. Yes, I, I knew. I went, yeah, as yeah. soon as I saw him, I was like, I recognize him. And I looked him up and like, that's it. Yeah, fucking Dick yeah. York, man. Yeah. He's yeah, a good one. Awesome. He's the good Darren. Well, the uh, ACLU. Right, the first one, yeah. He kind of worked with the ACLU. I don't know if he was arrested or not, but I know that he purposefully broke the law and made it. Right. Took the stand. He was like the Rosa Parks of yeah. teaching Darwinism, he, you know. He wasn't arrested. And he actually, in real life, he never actually the, the 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 book that got him in trouble, the book that that started the trial was the the standard textbook, and it was mainly creationism. And there was one chapter on Darwinism, and John Scopes never actually taught that chapter. They pretended the whole the thing just to test the law, and which makes it crazy happen. that what he did was even slighter than what. Yeah, he didn't do anything. He was a football coach and a substitute teacher. But he had balls. He was willing yeah. to be rebellious and anti-authoritarian with this bullshit. And he, when they, when they approached him and they said, hey, would you be willing to do this? He said, only if there's really going to be a trial. Only if we can really take it to court. Then I'll do it. And they said, okay, we'll do it. And then H.L. Mencken got word of it. And he, I want to say he was writing for the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Amazing. And and he got in touch with Clarence Darrow, and all these people got involved, and and William, was Jen Clarence Darrow, William Jennings Bryan was Clarence Darrow that much like fucking what's his name? Jesus oh God, Christ. yeah. You should if you've never read if you've never read much about Clarence Darrow, he was unreal. He was a he was a fucking badass. He was he was like Spencer Tracy did an amazing job. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Was he just that kind of older and gruff kind yeah. of, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome, dude. God you know, damn. and William, William Jennings Bryan in real life didn't have a problem with this very much. And so, so the he reason they He was using it for publicity or what? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the reason they couldn't use to, to um, going back to what Chris said about them using their real names they couldn't use their real names because it wasn't really factual. Right. Like William Jennings Bryan didn't die in the courtroom like he did. Oh, of in, course, of course. In Eric the Wind. He died of a heart attack about a week later after that mm. trial ended. Yeah, well, that's still uh, so closer it's still, than I thought. Yeah. 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 It can, you could attribute it to it. I thought yeah. they fully the just pressures and threw that in there to, melodr mm -hmm. to melodramatize it. And there was the, the minister 
the Claude Aiken's character, that fucking minister mm-hmm. from hell, and his daughter, yes. the, 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 the uh, Bertrand Cates' fiance. That yeah. that per- they never existed. Right. There, he wasn't engaged, and she didn't have mm-hmm. a great. It's still father. a picture. Yeah. It needs a love interest. It needs a fucking. <laughs> yeah. Right. So they took a lot of liberties to sort of dramatize it, and sure. again, they were addressing McCarthyism, not so much mm-hmm. the creationism mm-hmm. versus. And it was is, it was about the 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 right to think. Right. It's great though, because yeah. Chris and I always say like. I mean, of course, yes, hit the streets, protest, whatever, if you're really being oppressed. But one of the best ways to address any of this shit is art, you know? If you feel you're being oppressed by McCarthyism, then make some subversive fucking Trojan horse work Mm -hmm. of art about it, you know, that stands the test of time. Here we are fucking years later on this thing called the internet on a podcast talking about it. Yeah. What this show is really about, well, here, real quick. First off, for people who don't know what the fuck the movie is about or what the Scopes trial or anything is about, do you want to set that up at all? Sure. In 1925, in, um, so, okay, the movie. I'll go with what the movie is about because it's right. more interesting. Um, it takes place, it's, it's, a, it's a dramatic license using retelling of the Scopes monkey trial from 1925. And what that's about is a, a high school teacher took it upon himself to teach evolution in class. And it was against the law in Tennessee at that time to teach anything but creationism. If it wasn't in the Bible, it didn't fucking happen. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> so he was arrested and it became a big thing. And it was a small town in Tennessee in 1925. So you can kind of guess what the temperature was there. Um, and, uh, a very famous controversial reporter, H.L. Mencken, um, E.K. Hornbeck in the movie, mm-hmm. played by Gene Kelly, Amazing comes to town. Job. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I kept William asking Jennings between who was my favorite character between... I know, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Right? And on the one hand, you're like, you're like, oh, my God, Spencer Tracy, he's awesome. And then Gene Kelly walks in. Yes. And you're like... And even just their points of view, though. And by the end, it's the two of them are left after the trial as I sidetrack your whole explanation movie. So good. uh, And still, even then, I'm like, I don't know whose side I'm on. (laughs) And they're basically, they're trying him for teaching evolution. And it becomes a trial about basically the right to think and the right to voice opinions and have opinions that aren't in the Bible. And... It became, he loses the trial. And uh, Clarence Darrow took William, put William, the, the, the part, the, the big part in the, in the movie where, where Spencer Tracy has Frederick March on the stand using the Bible against him. Yes. That happened. That's from the, tra- a lot of that is from Amazing. the transcripts of the trial. Yeah. Noticed mm-hmm. I was reading too, they used a lot of transcripts. Yeah for yeah. this shit which was and, amazing because that scene that scene where he's tearing about where he's like, oh where did kane's wife come from right and yes. da, 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 all that stuff socratic method man yep. asking questions mm-hmm. to break his logic down that scene is what got me excommunicated from the lutheran church uh, yes. and what made me not become a lutheran minister i went to school that that movie was on like on a saturday night late at night on like some channel so it must have been a hell of a sunday the next day yeah and i Let's go to all church that sunday like, yeah all that sunday i was just thinking about all this and so i went to in, in my school in my high school we had to take a bunch of religion classes you went to religion class every day and it was just jesus 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 we had an hour of chapel every day we had an hour-long church service jesus every Christ. day every fucking day so I went to religion class that next Monday and I said, and I started asking him those questions. I was like, okay, so wait a minute. If there's Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel mm-hmm. and then Cain kills Abel. So now there's two, mm-hmm. now there's three people and God throws them away, throws them out. Where does wife come from? Had to be Cain and Eve or, or no, it had to be his sister or something. Right. <laughs> That's what well, they said. Incest aside though, he got William exactly. Jennings Bryan to make the admission that just, sex itself is the original sin yeah right yeah um, but so like that all, part, sinners. all these holy people are yes, sinners the entire in line. Yeah. yeah that part about about what, uh, kane's wife was a sticking yeah. point for me yeah which because, i can still see them though yeah. 
of saying, but, well, yeah, we're all flawed, fucking imperfect beings who are, we're all sinners. That's why Jesus uh-huh. had to come later, you know? So they could still use their bullshit to explain that away. But well, let me say real quick, I know a lot of very religious people that I respect and it works for them and shit. So hopefully people don't get offended hearing this. None of us buy into any of that, the three of us. So if we put religion on blast, don't take it personally. <laughs> I, I okay. I'm I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put an asterisk next to that, and I'm gonna say don't take it personally if Jay or Chris say it. <laughs> For me, in all honesty, in all honesty, I, mean, I remember. Look, I remember when. Remember when it's Obama. It's not personal. Was my point. It's not personal. Yeah, it is personal yeah, it, though. It is personal. Well, if you're so mentally ill. That you believe in an invisible daddy in the sky who makes. But it's rules. not all mentally ill people. It's just how you're really? programmed. Really? It's programming, dude. Yeah. Really? Mental illness specifically nah. might be no. separate from. Once you become an adult, who's a, who's who's capable yeah. of. Well, uh, that's fair. I mean, it's a, it's a semantics thing again. How how you want to define mental illness, but um, but you're right. It is just not using critical thinking it's not logical thinking it's not using yeah. reason because the whole thing about faith which was touched on a bit in this is that it, you know it's it's or it's i mean it's a spotlight's put on faith but then then you ask the question what is faith it, it's belief in something by definition with the absence of evidence right. that's all that's the only way it can be faith and, and putting a premium and over that then put, yeah making that because yeah, exactly. So like these people in the courtroom when they, you know, they would say something along those lines and everybody in the, the audience is like, yeah, amen, or whatever. And it's like, you guys are praising literally the belief in something without evidence. That's really what right. you just heard. Right. He just said something dumb and you're like, yeah, right. Exactly. Like for, it's me, like, Cosine, stupid for me, for me, religion, like faith, like that, an adult who's, who's educated and still mm-hmm. and believes honest. this stuff to me, it's exactly the same thing as racism. Exactly. If you're, well, if you're yes, raised, but... okay, so I was raised by two extremely racist people. The N word was like used like a comma in my house growing up. When I became, when I, when I then got to high school and I started meeting people of color and like, hanging out with them and being friends with them and You're stuff. like, well, this person's 10 billion times cooler than right. a fucking old man. What? Right. I real I you know, you realize if you if you use your fucking head, you realize that that people are just fucking people. And if you cling to, if you stay racist, if you're if you're if you're indoctrinated into racism, right. you stay that way once you get mm-hmm. out in the real world, mm-hmm. you're mentally fucking ill. Yeah, just like, just like if you're raised or, religious right. and you become an adult and you get educated and you still believe in the invisible daddy in the sky, mm-hmm. you're mentally fucking ill. I definitely buy the character flaw argument. I'm just saying I know a lot of good people who have that illness, if you want to call it that. And for some of them, it works great for them. And that's the unfortunate thing about it. For people who interpret it a certain way, they're not evangelical. They're not these fuckers who think every word of the Bible is true, but they just think this is a good way to live and it holds them accountable and all that. It works for them. They do great things sometimes. And gay people should go to hell. Yeah, well, some some ignore that, though. There's churches that are cool with gay folks or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's The thing is, once you stop, though, sticking to the word, what is it? Right. Once you allow... Just, that something may not be literal, then why is that? What, what are literal? we doing? You know, <laughs> it's like once you open yeah. the door, you know, like that goes for everything. Yeah. It's so weird, man. It's just, it's like the Dawkins touched on it with memes and how these mm-hmm. memes and thought viruses kind of get uploaded into people and everything. And it's a, a flaw of humanity and the way we're genetically predisposed to believing these things. So we can call it a mental illness, but we can also just say maybe there's a smaller portion of people who have some genetic predisposition or even just environmental programming thing, or they're just more intelligent or whatever, like yourself, who see the way out of it, see the character flaws. They're willing to question it versus just accept whatever the party line is. You know what I mean? I feel like it's fear. I feel like it's fear of a few different things. 
Yeah. I, th- I feel like, and, and there's a line in Inherit the Wind where they're saying that man created God. Mm-hmm. God didn't create man, man created yeah. God. And I, I firmly believe that. And yeah, that, that a fear one of mortality. You know? Right, a fear of being insignificant. Well, and the unexplained. How do we explain this earthquake that just took my kids or oh god right. you're angry you know i feel like yeah. it's more i feel like most of all it's a fear of being insignificant if yeah. if we live our lives and then we just die and yeah. then that's all mm-hmm. we're kind of no more important than a squirrel because Which for some of us mean fine Meanwhile, right. if you think, you know, angels and demons are battling over your very soul and yeah. shit, it puts you at the center yeah. of this like insane yeah. mythical drama. It's not exactly. an argument if the earth or the sun is the center of the universe. I am. Right. Uh, so, I um, mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it, well, it's funny. I've, you say fear, though. Chris and I have often gone on record as saying, like, all right, well, you say avarice is the root of all evil, famous saying, right? People take it as an axiom. But the root of avarice is ego. <laughs> All of this is ego. And the fear of being insignificant. That's your yeah. ego. Just allow yourself to be insignificant. Yeah. I do it. <laughs> yeah. I recognize. Dude, you know, I love it. Just being be insignificant with yourself. Yeah. And the reason I do any it. of this public not that shit bad. because we got to make a living and do things. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? And it's all relative anyway. I mean, you could, I still think each life is hugely significant, you know, but that's just within its own context. It doesn't have to be this like, you know, eternal battle for that to be the case. You know, a, a, just a one you know, moment can be significant a whole life, of course. It is, is fucking you know? crazy. It is flat out crazy to yeah. think that angels and demons are fighting over your soul. Yeah, yeah. no, I tell, I tell religious people that sometimes imagine being an atheist in this world. Like, try and oh, imagine yeah. that. Like, what, what we think, you know, like, you know, that really it does seem like if, as if everyone's mentally ill. They have this weird, like, worldview that involves, like, yeah, some people may like Chris uh, Hitchens would make that point. He'd be like, you know, if if I told you I believed in this, you know, uh, these aren't his words, but like uh, the floating taco, you know, beyond Mercury and it's mm-hmm. God and all this shit, then you think that's crazy, monster. right? You know, but if someone tells you, or you know that uh, you know this guy was nailed to a cross to absolve all of us of the original sin and things like that, it's not, but it's equally just you know fantastical. But it's because the majority believe it. It's not crazy. But if a handful did, it would be crazy, considered crazy. Right. So sad that it works so well that people need it. It's like, you know how cannabis, like there's a receptor in our brain for it. It's like there's a receptor for these fucking religions, unfortunately. Carl Sagan said that you should actually scrutinize it even more if it actually is beneficial to your life. You know, if Mm -hmm. it's something you really want to believe, then you should actually scrutinize it more because wanting to believe it makes you more vulnerable to accepting it. You know, what I've spent my entire life doing for real is I, 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 I read and, and, and I'm into audible. I, I love, I love using audible. So I listen to audiobooks a lot, eBooks. And I, consume so much having to do with evidence of Jesus. Like I'm obsessed. Hey, what do you I'm, think of this? Theory I want that he was someone, a- I want someone to prove it to me. I mm-hmm. want to be able to believe in that. Yeah. And it's and, but so ridiculous. Then, like, that well, I just let's can't. Say- <clears throat> right is there anything that would prove it or would you just consider yourself having become mentally ill you know like what would prove it like him re- appearing right in front of you is, here's what is would prove it here's what would prove it any any historical accounts of him outside of the bible any even, uh, give me one there's no even if that existed thing. that doesn't prove anything either of it proves he exists you know. yeah but history oh, books yeah, are full yeah, certainly you know. I, I don't there even, no, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, but this was during the, not. this was during the Roman empire and they were among yeah. the best record keepers in the history right. of people. And there is nothing. Well, this is what I was about to say. Have you heard this theory that at yeah, least one good. scholar put forth and I fucking love it, but it's compelling. Know, everyone obviously hates it. Um, everyone has an agenda to hate it. Uh, the notion that Jesus Christ was a false flag created by the Romans to quell the insurrection of the Jews. Of the Jews Let's yeah. give these Jews who are fighting us guerrilla warfare, essentially like the Taliban and shit, as we are the evil empire. Let's give them this figure that's one of their own 
that preaches love your enemy, turn the other cheek, pacification. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. basically, that the Romans created Jesus, and in those days, how hard to just hey. I want you to go out to all these towns and start whispering about this dude. That's all it took was a game of telephone. There was no fucking cell phones, no footage, no this, no newspapers, nothing really. So they could so easily spread misinformation. But how genius a tactic. And it sounds like the kind of shit they would have done. Certainly. To quell this insurrection. How how do you fight an insurrection? You can't as you're playing whack-a-mole forever to go on endlessly. Maybe PSYOPs. It's like the first real PSYOPs to create this (laughs) messiah to get them to all chill the fuck out great yeah yeah but i'm i'm obsessed ironically I, jewish I, I people will... now don't give a fuck about jesus, jesus. <laughs> have you come across anything that is remotely compelling or is it just uh, no. like you, if no. you're obsessively going through all this material there's not anything with an inkling of, of... there is nothing <laughs> there is nothing there was um, a jewish scholar called josephus who yeah. uh, like a hundred years after yeah, Jesus I think, died. I'm not mistaken. This false flag theory says he was the propagandist. Yes, <laughs> probably. He was a uh, Jewish historian. Created the fake Jesus. <laughs> he was a Jewish historian, and he makes one mention, one mention of a guy who, and 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 the account in 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 his writing is clearly not his writing. It was added. It was added much after, and mm-hmm. and just just the, just the assembly of the Bible was done oh, by Constantine. Yeah. Constantine mm-hmm. decided what books were going to go into the Bible. Because Constantine, canon. whose mother, by the way, made a lot of money selling pieces of the cross right. to Christians. <laughs> Constantine and his mother were con men. And Constantine decided what books were going into the Bible. When Constantine put the Bible together, that's when Mary, Jesus' mother, became a virgin. It was during the translation. Because in the original yeah, language, was or she was described as a woman who had never been married before. Right. Well, that's when part it of was the... translated to the next language, mm-hmm. the only mm-hmm. word that was close was virgin. Right. right. Well, in the King that's James, there was a prophecy. Birth. Right. Uh, go ahead, Jay. I was just going to say part of the whole thing is the game of telephone. So these evangelicals who take the Bible literally, it's like it's been mm-hmm. stepped on. It's like the worst Coke in the world. It's yeah. fucking got yeah. all kinds of baby laxatives and shit in it. Fucking. Yeah, it's like buying Coke in Upper Michigan or something. <laughs> it's like it's, there's it's. Sound like you're speaking from experience there. I have no idea what you mean. It's like getting um, Coke on Ascension Island. <laughs> That's um, where you were. That's where you were. Uh, in the, in the, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but on the but subject like, of oh, go ahead. Did you? What was it? You had more on that subject. Uh, the searching for any evidence of Jesus subject. Is that where you were? I have another question in, in a similar territory. They. It just. It just doesn't. It just doesn't even add up. It just mm-hmm. doesn't add up. Well, like none of it historically. Before you, sense. before you ask your question, Chris, let me throw this in real quick. Isn't it ironic that all the modern religions were obviously started by con men, Joseph Smith, L. Mm-hmm. Ron Hubbard, et cetera, but if it happened long ago enough, no, it couldn't have been started by a con man too. It's like, right. dude, they all right. are. Yeah. Like there's literally no evidence. Forget, forget him being the son of God. There's literally no evidence Having even that, existed. That, Yeshu, that Yeshu existed. There's mm-hmm. no evidence of it whatsoever. So like you can't the even prove the guy evidence, was here. Um, the, uh, you know, this movie having to do with evolution. Um, do you, do you listen to, or have you read like Dawkins or anything on that subject of the theory or Dawkins, you know, um, or Darwin? Yeah. Uh, sorry, Darwin. Um, the, like the thing is that I hear even like Rush Limbaugh, right. And I've, uh, people I've known have said, how could evolution be true? There's still monkeys and apes and, and us at the same time. Why are they still here? And Such I have to explain, that's grasp. not how it works. It's just that we fill these evolutionary niches, you know, and they can coexist at the same time and some die off if they, you know, can't adapt to the environment or what have you. The, the fact that in different areas of the world, of our planet, 
people are structurally different right down to their fucking the thickness of their bones is proof to me of evolution Mm -hmm. people of european descent i think evolution are built a certain way because they evolved to their environment the people of africa are evolved a certain way the people of asian of asian countries have evolved a certain way different diseases affect yeah, but my new different parts of the world, and that's just totally evolution. Human, like, the, like we share the same DNA, almost de- just de- these little chain differences. Yes, but that's exactly right. It's suited to their environment or their lifestyle or what have you. And that's the right. definition um, of evolution. Even, well, let me like say something real quick. The evolution thing to me is the bad branding because, as you said, people change to fit their environments. Or that's what everyone thinks it is. They think you evolve and you change, but it's like, no, natural selection is the term we should always be using because it means it's killing off what doesn't work, what does work, persists and continues and replicates. And we eventually change so we evolve if you look real far out if you zoom way out we've evolved because we changed to adapt to our environment but we didn't change the environment just slaughtered everything that didn't work right it's the change and then that's what it. was left was bottlenecked and that's what reproduced and those genes right. got produced. it's not that anything's actively mutating people act like right. evolution means mutation or something no it involves it right but it's, it's adaptation a of it that's yeah. all it is is adaptation Right. If we if we continued, yes. by the way, if, for instance, to if we continued to use these mm-hmm. for another hundred thousand years, we would have really muscular thumbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- I've seen drawings if, of like the future man, giant thumbs, right. and their eyes. Are- <laughs> yeah, we would have eyes that could adapt to that to that yeah, constant exactly. light, Maybe, uh, the lighted screen, and our thumbs would be just like. Well, some people think the aliens that we see are us from the future with the big eyes that have evolved to take in more light or whatever with these screens where I was looking at and they were smaller and more slender because we don't have to toil to eat and shit anymore, you know? How much time do we have left? I don't What's know. Our yeah. What's our okay. timer? We, we can't look. It just runs out when it runs out. Okay. <laughs> One of my great... Ex- Go ahead. Because now you got me on aliens. I say we probably got uh, half an hour, too. We got time. Here's my question. Here's my question with aliens. And this, I'm serious. Did God make aliens? Heaven's Every time, when there's like a UFO set, right? It's always these like lighted, like things in the sky and they're flying weird, like stuff that's not like us, right? Think about this for a second. Answer this question for me. If these, if these, people, if these beings have the capability and the technology to travel the way that they obviously are able to travel, why do they need fucking headlights? They're probably, they're, they would be dealing with technology that Hollywood doesn't involve shit. having to light right, their yeah. way. Although a lot of, well, a lot of the accounts of people having seen these things do involve them having lights and stuff. Right. Yeah, it's because they got blinded by the fog lights of the truck that came of the rapist and shit. Exactly. Like, if you're if you're traveling, them later, if you're yeah, traveling yeah. from from a different galaxy to here, if you're traveling from a place that we can't see right to here, right. you don't need fucking headlights. Well, yeah. like that Bob Lazar dude, he never said anything about lights. He said it was just like this weird, almost single. Just solid object, solid thing, object yeah, that was, thing that didn't even have a bunch of panels and parts out. or anything, you know. Like it was just molded or something. I don't think he ever described lights or anything. So people who really talk about real UFO shit, I don't think that's what they talk about. But the abductees, yeah, it's always. Mm-hmm. But I mean, okay, dude, you probably saw Bob. flashing lights before you passed out and shit. Like, let's I've talk seen, about Bob Lazar. Do you believe him? I don't believe shit. Do you believe he anybody. worked at Area 51 and worked on the reverse? I don't believe anything without – this goes back exactly. to what Chris was talking about with faith. I don't have faith in shit. So. Okay, but he. But if you've seen a video of him talking about it or you've read a book or whatever, I've, I've seen a good amount of his stuff about it. It's pure it. anecdotal, though. He there doesn't have any things. evidence. There's a couple do compelling things. Like if I, if I had to say yes or no, today, I would say no. I'm not convinced. No? personally i don't either but, i think he's but there are some compelling things he said like one being that 
anti-matter was the key behind anti-gravity on these ships and mm -hmm. this was in the 80s when he said this and only today like literally as we're speaking i believe cern is running ex an experiment to see if anti-matter reverses gravity or works the 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 effects uh reverse the or they reverse the effects of gravity um and there was an element i forget the number of the element but that yeah oh, uh, he had he had also cited long before it was discovered oh an element so those are compelling here yeah yeah those are some compelling uh features of what he's saying but i'm not convinced enough that's where i land in the right end. that isn't that isn't evidence that's just right it's Testimony. like a lot of these have essentially exactly they have to be treated like a court trial where you don't really know the answer whether someone's guilty or innocent this is all based on some circumstantial some direct evidence in this case no direct evidence so it would be i would err on the side of saying it's not credible to me or i'm not convinced by it by any stretch yeah i, I feel like one, i don't I believe like, it i feel like people who people who believe that that there are aliens coming and looking at us and all of that I, I think it's in the same ballpark as religion where you need to feel yeah. more significant. Mm -hmm. Totally. It's, it's this wishful thinking type of and that exercise. I fit into the cosmos somehow. I'm a right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a piece yeah. of the puzzle and shit. Like, significance junkies. Yeah. yeah. It's all ego shit. It was just uh, kind of pathetic, but uh, <laughs> I mean, a lot of it is weird. Like athletes use it to supposedly be humble, but I remember Bill Maher, saying like essentially all you're saying is thank you god for making me so awesome that i score this right. touchdown yeah, choosing me over god the other guy for the touchdown yeah and why yeah, did god choose you versus that other poor bastard that's dude? usually egotistical yeah it's all it's yeah. where it seems like it's a displacement of ego but it's actually still very much about ego yeah and if it was just a personal thing i wouldn't give a fuck everybody believe whatever dumb shit you want sure but it's the evangelical aspect of it, the Liberty mm -hmm. University, uh, the Jesus camp. The, this general uh, rejection effort. of science and well, this you know, effort, the concerted effort to thinking. infiltrate government and shit and push mm -hmm. all that on everyone else. Get the fuck yep. out of here. The missionary aspect of it. I've never had any respect. Like, if you want to go help motherfuckers after a landslide, go help them. If you want to give somebody some bread, give them some bread. Don't make it come with a sermon that they have to listen to you speak about whatever shit you believe. You know? There is a strange element to that. I mean, I guess if you really believe it, you, if That's you really believe they had a soul that was being lost forever to, you know, hell or something, if you didn't save them, I mean, I guess if I really believed that it would be wrong not to try and save them. Right. You know, <laughs> That's why I almost have more respect for the pro-lifers. I'd still be too lazy, but you know, the pro-lifers, if you truly believe that life begins at conception, and you truly think that all these babies are being murdered, you should be crusading about that shit. The problem is you believe right, it. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm just saying everyone else who doesn't is kind of a hypocrite, slacktivist fucking Christian. Right. And you should just shut the fuck up, man. If you're not at war <laughs> to save babies being genocided, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> That's how the QAnon people feel though. Like what? You're not you're not trying to fight human trafficking? It's like, neither are you. You're not out there like fucking Val Kilmer and Spartan trying to rescue fucking human traffic kids. You're like voting for Trump. You think that's <laughs> your move to save the children is to vote for this dude? Shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about 12.01 p.m. on January 20th. You mean because thousands of people are going to be watching Cactus Jack? Because he's going to be removed physically by this by the secret service who will no longer work for him at 1201 mm -hmm. and who joe biden will say get him the fuck out of my house oh man how actually you know i bet biden's wild. secretly hoping it comes to that so he can kick right, him out oh, how shit. good would that feel like get this fucking kicks guy him in the butt here. as he's going through the door yeah. dude i'd be like throwing through the window like eddie murphy in beverly hills cop yeah. and shit dude <laughs> be amazing so how many times would you say you've seen Inherit the Wind? Have you watched it like a ton of times or is it just I watch like it, it your... I watch it like at least three, four times a year. Crazy. Okay. Nice. Ironically. So you've seen it like three hundred times? Ironically, <laughs> it's it's my church. Age <laughs> Say that again. Ironically, it is basically my church. Let me ask you this. Did it hit you like a lightning bolt, or did you already have all these doubts that you just didn't feel mm -hmm. emboldened to bring up like in school? Bolt. 
I was so totally you, you were totally Ohio. in. Yeah. yeah. I was in. I was on board. Well, that's, see, that's, see, I never really was. No, a little never. bit as a kid, just a little bit. I was we like, weren't raised with it either. This is how he things was, to, he was indoctrinated. We weren't. Yeah. You know. No. So. Yeah, yeah, I can go. I can go. Trust ourselves. Too. So yeah. props, dude. Props for pulling yourself so, out of that shit yeah. for seeing past it all. Well, and props to here. here all right, well, let me say this because this for all the Jurassic Parks and Jaws and all Predator and fun shit that we'll be talking about with people. When we started talking about doing this, my favorite movie thing. This shit right here is really the juice where yes. your life was what impacted. Get Not just because it, it, it taught you. me to. It got me, it engaged my inner creative or something, you know what I mean? Like some people might say with Star Wars or whatever, like this shook your fundamental oh, core, changed, changed the trajectory of your life in a real oh, meaningful way. It. I mean, that's the power of fucking film. Yeah. So what was your experience like after having this revelation where you, so to speak, so when you went back into, you know, the, this environment, like were you... Well, I started asking questions. To the surface and shit. Yeah. You I started asking questions. As a result. That's right. And I started getting detentions in school. <laughs> this is a movie questions. itself. It is, dude. You should rap. Yeah. They could not answer the questions. They couldn't answer the questions. Of course not. In, in Carl Sagan's uh, book and movie Contact, that was uh, something that Jodie Foster's character had said to, when she was a kid, too. It was mentioned that she said, I, I started to ask questions like, where did you know Kane's wife come from? And mm -hmm. stuff. <laughs> so maybe they were inspired by that. or Like they couldn't, like, it, it made me ask the questions that were in the movie, but then it also made me think about other questions. Yeah, so you can't. That I started you know, to ask. Right, once you like, got that. Like, there's a, part, there's a part in the. In, in Inherit the Wind where it talks about how Joshua asked God to make the sun stop yes. in the midday sky. Yep. And then what, what, what Spencer Tracy says is okay, if that happened, then the mountains flew up and the moon and all this stuff happened, right? Mm -hmm. I went a different way with the question and I went to school and I asked my religion teacher who was a minister. I said, okay, so the Bible is written. It's the inspired word of God. Every word of it is literally from God to the hand of the man who wrote it. Correct. Cause that's what they, that's what they teach. It's not meant Hurry to before the buzzer hits. It's God, right? Yes. Now, if God created the universe and he knows how it works, and he wrote the book. He knows the sun ain't moving back and forth. Right. A primitive man who doesn't understand science or astronomy mm, right. would think you know. the sun was moving. So how come God didn't understand astronomy? <laughs> I asked my religion teacher. You know, my thinking when I what were they? Well, well, what'd you get? Just detention? There was that no was answer. the question that that was the question that got a phone call to my pastor at my church and that got the meeting which got me excommunicated that was the question all right sorry go ahead chris yeah. when that came up in the movie i actually thought well if i believed in god i would be like well he could make the mountains not fly off the planet you know or blow right. up and he can right. make he can make the moon keep doing its thing and stuff he could he has the power to do anything so your question's mute you know <laughs> not but, that he would does, understand, but he would understand that the sun isn't what's moving Right, but, but whoever wrote the Bible, like you, the, you know, they, they wrote it as if the sun stopped in the sky. But to, from their perspective, it did. It just stopped, you know, in the heavens. Yeah, you say you know, I stopped but, the Earth from rotating, or something. Someone you know who I mean? understood right. how it worked would yes, have said, "I yes. stopped the Earth from rotating." Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, I'm if you saying, believe God is omnipotent, you could just say, though, He can He can freeze the sun from our perspective in the sky. Yeah. So it's again, it's a matter. Your, of your teachers were weak. That, is right? the point? Yeah, it, they could have been skilled litigator of a teacher could have said. Well, that's because it's, magic. it's only a matter of the perspective of the person who wrote down these records of what happened. What actually happened is God probably stopped the fucking earth. They can always find some justification right. or rationalization for it, you know, which is part of the problem. That's why this shit. So, what they said instead was millennia. We're going to have a meeting and you need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're all in the business of just keeping shit moving. They're all cogs in this machine or whatever. They get caught up in it and you're a disruptor. And you're an anti-authoritarian at that point, and that's the problem. We can't have people questioning. If he questions, they'll all be questioning. When the internet first came around and there were chat rooms, I used to love to go to Christian chat rooms and start fights because I know the Bible. I've read I've read the Bible through cover to cover three times completely. I can quote you chapter and verse on all this fucking shit. And I would go to these chat rooms and I would start fights with. You. I would ask them questions. I'd be like, 
hey, what did Jesus have to say about gay people? I know, I know Leviticus says it's bad. What did Jesus have to say? This is why you read in Audible so much to make up for all the lost time. You could have been reading good shit and you wasted reading that shit over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I used all my knowledge of the Bible. Instead of being a minister, I used it to just mm. fuck with people. See, here's the problem. That, people ever since. that rarely ever works. But what does work is inherit the wind. That's why we always say so make art. You can't convince anyone with your point of view because then it's just some asshole trying to convince you to think the way they do. But if you make a movie and they watch it with an open mind at midnight on a Saturday night, it might rock their fucking world, you know? My my dream, one of my dreams in life, one of my goals in life is to do the play Inherit the Wind and play nice. the part Spencer Tracy. Nice. Play. I was going to ask if they, if they made it today who you would cast, but... uh yourself is a good answer <laughs> i would want to be spencer tracy i would yes. want to be, be that, Dude, that let's do it oh for a God. play or a movie a play. Actual, an actual play yeah, yeah. Oh, you gotta know every damn line back and forth Dude, uh, those actors are so impressive. i'm sure you do spencer tracy perfect man for it for that rushed it he's like brando where he had that naturalism yeah brando didn't seem like he was acting and shit yes. just a, do you know he's from milwaukee i just saw that yeah yeah Fucking awesome Spencer yeah tracy dude that's that's what made me want to be an actor is i was watching it because i'd seen a bunch you know you see movies and stuff and most people are obviously acting you yeah. see spencer mm-hmm. tracy and it's like oh my Especially god this guy period. is in this situation he doesn't it's seamless he's not even acting i've always he's, been amazed by actors who can just memorize fucking shakespeare and everything too there's something about that being off book shit that Shia LaBeouf got in a beef with Alec Baldwin over hilariously. <laughs> fucking, so that's the thing that Spencer Tracy. It's like all oh, those fucking words to have them down like that. The discipline, the you practice, live and breathe the, it. Yes, dude, it's yeah. so impressive. And back to the movie, Stanley Kramer, the director, kept making movies with Spencer Tracy. He loved his work so much. I mean, nice. he directed Judgment, Judgment uh, at Nuremberg. He did. Yes, who, yeah, guess yeah. who's coming to dinner? Okay. He. he Kept yeah, shout out to Stanley Kramer, who no one talks about. Amazing. No I know they just Amazing, get lost. Man. Hopefully, this helps on some level with, with two people or whatever. <laughs> um, would this be your desert island movie? Yes, absolutely. This is the one you'd bring with you? Really? I can watch it over and over. Since we talked, since we talked, and and remember, I said I was going to watch it again. I yeah. watched it three times. Shut the nice. Three times. Wow. I, I love it. I really we, love you it. You definitely got to do that play. Let me ask you a question. It's like you're just made for it. Have you ever fast forwarded through the parade? No, I don't fast forward through anything. Ah, it's, all, it's, it's like perfect. the wedding scene in The Godfather. Just, the deer okay, hunter. We get the it. deer hunter wedding party. Yeah. The Godfather. Right. I got to fast forward yes. through these wedding parties. Always weddings. Like hate, real weddings. <laughs> I hate parades in real life. I hate weddings in real life. Uh, in, in every movies. frame. Every frame uh, is perfect. Uh, Every frame is perfect. They're singing, give me that old time religion. They're and it had some great dialogue throughout. Shit. Like, um, you know, are, are you a man of God? No, ulcers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't want a hot dog. Yeah. Oh, you're a man of God. Yeah. <laughs> well, too, I mean, there's iconic lines. The one about an idea about is it. a cathedral. What do you say? An idea. Can you say this verbatim since you've seen it so many times? An idea is a better monument than a cathedral. Yes, a better monument than a cathedral. Fuck yeah, and that was part of a, a broader thing where he was doing the allegory. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I wish I wrote some of them down because they escaped me now, but there were so many good lines. Maybe we don't need to rattle them off, but watch the movie, definitely. Everyone should. I think especially today, I mean, we're still fighting this battle. Not even, again, whether or not the validity, it's, it's just to, to be able to even just discuss it and teach it in the class and everything that's a no-brainer right i'm kind of like let's teach everything let's teach every fucking religion and evolution and let the best you know the one that you can actually argue the best win. that's how it should be exactly everyone should get all the information then you make then you make your fucking here's the thing though at a certain point eventually those gotta fall off yeah, the like, religion, because religion we're not going to be teaching like Greek, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. exactly, as, as if it do, might be true. No, as if it might be true. Context. Right, yeah, exactly. exactly. We're not going to um, give it the same fucking pedestal that right. these religions have. And the fact, though, that people are allowed not to get all political and shit, it happens inherently with this usually. But uh, Chris and I were talking about Ben Affleck earlier. That Ben Affleck shit on Bill Maher, where he went off on Sam Harris and Bill Maher mm-hmm. about being racist because they were yes. being Islamophobic, Islamophobic or whatever. Yeah. It's like, bro, 
First off, it, that's not that's a belief system, not yes, a race. I'm talking about a belief system. The people who and you could criticize that adhere to it, whatever that's their thing. Uh, I wish they didn't, but I'm talking specifically about the belief system and the way that the left, though, and is so caught up in identity politics, will then be protective of people who might throw homosexuals off rooftops and shit because right. you know it's just stop it. Yeah, I mean, I'm just yeah. like. No matter how much faith you have, at least hit the brakes when you're about to throw someone off a roof. Like, uh, maybe I'm not. Here's a question yeah, I've always all asked. All chances, and you know, like, like I'm not going to do this thing. Like, I'll still believe all this stuff, but maybe talk to him a lot and try to convince him. Right. To stop sucking dick. <laughs> or, uh, or don't throw him or, off a roof. Or let God sort it out. Why don't you leave everyone else the fuck alone and God can punish them and by sending them to hell or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. You don't need to throw them off a roof. They already got eternal damnation in their future. Leave them the fuck alone. Mind your business. Doesn't need your help. That's to all of you (laughs) who come after us after Cactus Jack. Mind your business. I feel like God will send us to hell. If you believe in God, let him do his thing to me. Leave me the fuck alone. I want to say this before we cut, if if it's going to cut really quick. I feel probably have like, like 10 minutes or something. I I'd feel say. like Cactus Jack is in some ways tonally similar to Inherit the Wind, which is why mm-hmm. I'm excited about it because it's disrupting. It's no. disruptive and it's and it addresses something that isn't what's obviously in front of you. You have to actually think about it. And if you give it the time and you give it the attention and you give it the thought, you'll get the message of it. Yeah, My, a lot of the stuff that would trigger people in this, it's a character who is triggering that right. we're putting a lens on. And it's similar to Inherit the Wind in that it's, it's about the freedom to be able to do that without being, quite, like, you know, being bad, barred from that or, you know, uh, like to be able to express that. Like, so what we're going to eventually get to a point where a villain can, we've talked about this before in other, you know, contexts, but a, a villain can't be villainous anymore because the, even the, vil, the, you know, the bad guys aren't allowed they do to do triggering things shit. in fiction, you know, yeah. it's like, bad guy can't no. rape a chick. That's uh, right. these filmmakers glorifying violence against women. It's like, no, I'm showing a piece of shit, do piece of shit stuff to make you hate him. So when the good guy gets him, you're like, fuck yeah. Well, we just had Greg Zart on and we, you know, we're discussing how when he goes and films Antifa and the top guys doing their thing, he's viewed as being a far right person just for putting a camera on them and exposing it. And then conversely, he went to a QAnon rally and interviewed them. And now they're calling him libtard because the complete opposite, because and he didn't say anything uh, editorial. He just put a mic in front of them. So crazy. <laughs> so it's just people are so desperate people are so desperate now to throw people in a box it all goes back right. to this inherit the wind religious shit though if you can all admit you don't know shit right that's all everyone that's all so just funny conf- everyone's an expert on everything in right. social media and well, they you know run what? and they find an article that fucking supports their position in two seconds because they googled the keywords that would support their position and shit you know what i mean it's just everyone stop yeah, you imagine like Jay- imagine how embarrassed I'll be if I die, and all of a sudden there I am, and Jesus is standing right. going, uh, that, going hey, be- repeat that shit you said about me. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Even there, I'm, I'm fully like, prepared for that. I'd be like, bro, what would you do? Right. Can you blame was, me? Come on, guy. Can you blame me? I wasn't for- convinced. You needed more miracles. I wasn't convinced. Yeah, I could be completely wrong. I could be, I could be an idiot in this no. situation. You needed to do I'm, much I'm better than a bunch of it. assholes telling me that's how it is. Like, Because that's all you got. A bunch of people who but, don't seem that bright telling me this is how it is. Yeah, if the people who believed it were, were maybe better, it'd be right, easier. Right, to, better, it'd be like more palatable. Of, yeah, well, that's another Usually Mar they're thing. dicks. Usually they're douchebags. Well, yeah. Bill Maher said, what, it, maybe they should call themselves Christ-likes instead of Christians, and they'll actually act right. like the fucking guy. You know? shit. Well, the, the thing is, he, he uh, died so they could all be, you know, the, he, he died for the sin. So now they can just go do whatever they, they can sin all they want because it's been, <laughs> the debt's been paid already. Well, Thanks, think about Jesus. that scene in Inherit the Wind. Uh, I actually was like cooking and shit and I had it on my iPad playing. Unfortunately, that's how my life is. So busy. But uh, my wife walked in when fucking Darren from Bewitched, <laughs> what was the character's name? 
Bertram Cates. Bertram. I keep saying Beatrice. It's fucking. I don't want to gender him <laughs> and shit. Bertram was in the jail at the end, near the end, and they're all like, "Hang him from the fucking apple or whatever." What was it from the? Hang him from the sugar apple tree or some shit. I don't know. What the fuck yep. yeah. So I was like, and she's like, "What is that? The KKK out there or something?" And I was like, "No, but isn't it hilarious? Think, would Jesus have been with them chanting that?" Fuck no! Right, no, Jesus so wouldn't have been out there chanting to hang this dude. So what are you doing? Jesus would have gone to his jail shit. cell. Jesus would have gone to Bert's jail cell and gave him a hug. He would have gave him a foot massage and shit. <laughs> <sighs> you were talking about how people just can't admit they don't know. Like I think that is a, a human condition, intrinsic part of human condition like you know when jay leno would go on the street and pretend yeah. like hey what do you think of this band it and it's a made-up band but people are like oh they're pretty good you know like but you can't just admit you never <laughs> heard of this band. you gotta act like you know well dude i've even said like when someone calls you and wakes you up and they're like did i wake you up you're like no you just right. can't admit any great. kind of vulnerability or anything that you yes. don't know something or you were in a position that would have been compromising or something it's mm -hmm. just we're just it's all ego shit again it's this reptilian, stupid, idiot part of your brain. It's like, I got to be yeah, an alpha. Be when none not of, knowing so this. few of us are alphas. And, and a lot ego of people, is trying to get everyone to think they're the alpha and shit. It's sick. And a lot of people get their religion from their parents or, you know, the, the other, yeah. you know, uh, adults around them and stuff. And the thing is, I'd like to tell people, too, is that they could be dumbasses. You know, like you don't have to venerate your parents or anything. Maybe others, your yeah. parents is fucking, you know, not, not to. I mean, you know, they, they didn't, you know. I don't want to say dumbasses, but you know what I mean? They could be engineers and things like that, but I just mean that they, uh, yeah, but they most people disagree with they their parents. Flawed, you know, they, they think right? they disagree with their parents all the time. They think their parents are right, wrong all about the time. everything, so but this one thing they mailed. Right. It's fucking uh, crazy, dude. So how did your parents react to all this? My father had already left. And, uh, so I didn't see him for several years. My mother was crushed. When I was, when I did, you tell her straight up? I watched Inherit the Wind, and shit's yeah. different now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Fucking amazing. I said Movies I went to, I went to school. I got, I got a detention. I went to school, and I asked this question, and this question, and this question. Mm -hmm. She said, "Where in the hell did you get that?" Jeez. And uh, you are, I, yeah, I mean, I told her, and I'm Cactus Jack, dude. Um, without the hate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and she was crushed. She was, she had to go to the meeting where I was excommunicated. And she was crying. And, and Do you think she yeah. was just egotistical or lazy or stupid or what? Why was she yeah. so? Why did she buy into it so hard? Our mom never did for whatever reason, which mm -hmm. thankfully, but realistic. Mm -hmm. uh, Probably just her parents bought into Traditionalism it. is yeah. a lot yeah. of it. Honoring yeah, your right. parents, exactly. Grandma baked into it. Yeah. Why are you a Christian? I don't know. My parents were Christians. Their mm -hmm. parents were Christians. Well, that's why so many people right. mutilate their kids. Good enough for my daddy. What was that? That's why so many people mutilate their kids' dicks voluntarily, shit. like foreskins and shit. Like I had it done to me. I want his dick to look like my dick. He's my son. <laughs> it's like um, there's no evidence. A that, fucking buzzer. <laughs> right. Uh, where's the good idiot? <laughs> uh, where is it? Do you have a second favorite movie? Yeah, Midnight actually, Run. Like, yeah, Midnight huh? Run and Eddie and the Cruisers. Almost too. thought you said Mulan. What? <laughs> Eddie and the Cruisers nice. 2 is my go-to movie when I'm sad. Midnight Run is my other favorite movie. Okay. Midnight Run is good oh. shit. Yeah, is. Midnight Run's the one with De Niro and Groden, right? Where Charles Groden in that movie yeah. is fucking he is great. perfection. He makes the movie, really. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ray Balboni, fucking, what's his name? Uh, Dennis Farina. Yes, Dennis Farina. It was yeah. like his first movie, I think. If you two don't start taking your work more personally... I'm going to stab you through the heart with a fucking pencil. Yes. Yeah. Dude. I, him. I mean, between that and the sunset line and get shorty. Holy shit. He had, a, <laughs> he had some good ones. Say the fucking reason. It's fucking, fucking beautiful. <laughs> so good. Fucking smog. Um, what was the other? Oh, Eddie and the cruisers too. explain that before we buzz out. It's a, I think it's, I think for me, the, the connection was it's not even Eddie and the cruisers is two, right? Two. And in the first Eddie and the cruisers at the end of it, he fakes his death. He dies. In the second Eddie in the Cruiser, 20 years later, and he's in Canada, and he's faked his death, and everyone thinks he's dead. 
Mm-hmm. And the reason he faked his death is because he was doing his music and they didn't like the next album he was making. Mm-hmm. And he had a vision and no one else had the vision. So he fakes his death. And he's up there in Canada and he joins this That's bullshit right. little bar band where he's doing his shit. I think you and, sent me a clip once of the time where he goes in and just rocks it. Yeah. The fuck and I just, nice. something about it just connected with me about the whole At the end of the first movie, thing. did you know he faked his death or did you leave the movie thinking he killed himself? And then it's like, oh, it's a sequel. You know he faked his death. All right.